Looking for ways to improve your streaming video? Well, we've got a few tips next on the Church Solutions Podcast. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Well, hello. Welcome once again to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Steve Lacey. And my name is Phil Thompson, as the announcer said, just we always like to get that out so people don't confuse us. Uh, uh, hi, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. It's good to be with you again today on our podcast. We do this uh, almost every week, pretty much every week. I've been doing it for many moons, many years, as I've always said. And we're a company that helps churches and ministries primarily do uh, streaming video, mobile apps, and uh, church management stuff, website stuff. We've been doing it for almost 20 years now. So it's a pleasure to be here with you today. Thanks for spending some time. And speaking of uh, helping churches and technical things. We don't always talk about technical things on the podcast, but today we're going to talk about improving your streaming video quality. And especially more than ever, because we're in these COVID-19 times that don't seem to be letting up a whole lot. Uh, you know, your video is very important. Streaming video is very important for the people that uh, either are not coming to your church because of, of the pandemic, or maybe you're not meeting at all, or maybe you are, but not everybody's showing up for various reasons. So we're going to talk about how you can improve your video quality, and we're going to do it all within 28 minutes. Yes. So let me dispel a myth. I didn't talk to you this about this before, but a lot of times we'll get customers that say, well, I'm going to go with streaming company XYZ because their quality is better. Or I'm going to go with, you know, streaming company ABC because I, you know, I just like the, the, I like the quality better. And what people don't understand is the quality is determined at your facility. It's not uh, done by the, the streaming provider can't take a poor camera shot that's not lit, lit well, that they don't get a good stream and turn it into something that it's not, um, and vice versa. You know, there's the, so the streaming quality is determined by you. So we're going to go through how to improve your streaming quality, and it's not by choosing a different streaming company. You will you will see no difference um, if you keep the same equipment and same practices and same settings that you had before, going with one company versus another. So yeah, just quality-wise. I mean, there may be some companies that have lousy servers and drop connections. And yeah, you may. Those if, kind of things. Right. But, if the Yeah, if the stream goes away, right. um, large, most of the time that's also your connection's fault. But yes, yes if, if it's a poor streaming company, yeah, they're going to they're gonna drop the ball and the, and the stream's going to go away or things are going to look, you know, right. not right. But for the most part, if the system is functioning, it's going to broadcast what you're sending. Right. So yeah. that's um, good. Yeah. Yeah. And so sure. all the, all the streaming companies, I think are on a fairly level playing field. There may be some that are out there that are just super overloaded and don't have any resources to, to handle, you know, the incoming streams, but that's, that's going to be in the minority. Yeah. So yeah. for the most yeah, part, yep. Streaming quality is determined at your yeah. facility. We're going to go through how to, how to make it better. 
Yeah. So uh, a lot of the stuff is we're going to talk about today involves your encoder and your computer and some of those things. But I think what you want to just mention right off the top is that there, there's some other things you can do right. in your facility that will make things look a lot better. All right. So we have the privilege of dropping in on you know, hundreds of services every week so we can kind of see what's going on in different facilities. And some churches do a really good job where their picture just looks great. You know, we've had customers in the past where we know what their bit rate is, but their their picture looks really good. And um, it's not any crazy extreme, you know, quality settings. You know, they're not sending a 4K signal and, you know, or anything like that. And it boils down to primarily how a couple of things. One is is how you light your subjects and how you don't light or you light the background. So if you can set up well, these are just these are for free here. These are just, um, you know, we're going to get through some of the technical pieces of this. But if the if the subject, which is usually the pastor or the worship band, is set apart from the background, they're going to look just a ton better and the whole image is going to look better. So, we, you know, where I've seen really good setups has been where the, you know, the background of the, you know, the stage and that sort of thing is not well lit. It's it maybe even dark or they may have forced, you know, on purpose dark. And the subject, though, has a light on them, has a, a you know, a spot on them or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just it just really pops. So, um, you know, that's for free if you can if you can adjust your lighting and just be careful with your subjects and the backgrounds. Also, you know, we just shot a video yesterday and our video guy, um, you know, gave us some hints for, he said, don't wear a light colored shirt. Don't wear, you know, a white shirt shirt with uh, tight patterns on it because it's going to mm-hmm. mess up the camera and you're going to look, you know, you're going to, it's going to wash everything out. So you're saying if you got skin tones against a dark colored shirt, it's going to look better on camera. So, and if you can leverage the background that's behind you, it's going to look better too. So that's, these are, you know, these are for free. I'm not a, I'm not a, a professional uh, camera Video, videographer. Not a videographer. But, but I've seen still, a lot of yeah. videos, right? Sure. So, Done okay. for years. I don't, I'm not a yeah. real doctor, but I've seen a lot of them on TV. So. Yeah. Lighting, backdrop, and, and your camera too. Obviously, yes. if you can get a decent camera. Good uh, you know, you don't have to have a real expensive camera, but you can get a decent camera. And then, you know, how, how far away you are from your subject right. uh, with that camera as well can, can make a difference. Yeah, very good. Okay. Well, should we move on to a little more of the technical things, even though yeah, sure. I don't know if that's really technical? So uh, I, I, got, I wrote a little list that maybe we'll throw on a blog here later. But uh, uh, and this, some of these we're not going to spend a lot of time on because they're no brainers, in my opinion. But the first thing I've got is always, you know, in in if you're using your computer to stream, and you know, you, most of this what we're talking about today has to do with software-based live encoders. Although now there's there's a lot more hardware-based live encoders, which are boxes which are not associated with your computer, uh, where the software you download on your computer and you would stream something like Wirecast or VMix or OBS. Uh, but but uh, primarily what we're talking about today is software. And the first thing I would mention is always, always reboot your computer and make sure it's updated. Update and reboot your computer. And don't do it 
a few minutes before your service is ready to go. Uh, because if you're using Windows, <laughs> which is Steve's favorite operating system, by the way, I'm saying that sarcastically. Yeah. Uh, if you're using especially Windows, uh, sometimes they will sneak an update in on, especially if you've kept kicking it down the road a ways. Uh, they'll, they'll just force it on you eventually. And sometimes it can be 15, 20 minutes or longer. And, and you know, if you've rebooted right before the service starts uh, and you're busy doing an update, uh, you know, you're, you're sunk. So, but, but reboot sometime earlier in the morning because your computer, if it's running all the time, and and I've t I talk to you know I what I part of what I do here is tech support, and I talk to a lot of people, and like uh, they'll have an issues, and I go, when was the last time you rebooted your computer? Oh, I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks. We it just runs all the time. It just sits here and runs. Well, even if it's not doing anything, it sits here and runs in your church. Uh, it's going to collect if information on the CPU and the processor starts getting bogged down. So always reboot your computer. Yep. I, it's, it's especially for windows. It's a good, uh, thing to, to clean out the junk. So I actually, we had, um, I, I just recommend to everybody. They're starting to have computer problems. Like, well, when was the last time you rebooted? And they're like, Oh, we, whenever, you know, whenever it tells me I have to or whatever. And so I've gotten the habit. I just, every Monday morning I reboot. Yeah. So I uh, try to whether I need to or not. Day. Yeah, yeah, I try to do it every day. I try well, if to you're running day. Windows, yeah, you might want to yeah. do it every day or maybe every hour. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. All right. Well, we won't go anywhere on that because that's, that's pretty much self-explanatory. The other thing that we always encourage people to do, and we sound like a broken record on this, but check your upload speed. Don't take your internet service provider's word for your upload speed. You might sign up and, oh, we got the mega, mega, Megatron package and we do this and we got all this. It's not always accurate what they tell you, and depends on on the whole situation. So I would do an upload speed. I would do a check. Check your and when you do a speed check, you really are really interested in your upload speed. I would do one the morning you're going to stream, and and maybe even close closer to the time okay. when you're actually going to turn the stream on uh, to double check that because it changes. It, and I've told this story before at your church, uh, where I used to be a part of that, uh, the church online guy. You know, a couple for a couple years in a row, uh, Tiger Woods would come into town here, and and you know, big tournament and golf tournament, of course, and and our internet would disappear a couple Sundays one time, you know. And I don't know why that was. I don't know. The network stole our internet. They did something with our bandwidth, and I remember one time our just everything started going crazy. And I remember thinking, I got to call Streaming Church Tech Support. And I realized, wait, I am Streaming Church Tech Support. And and I did an upload speed, and there was like nothing. I mean, it was like, you know, 100, 100 megabytes or something. It was just crazy. Kilobytes, it would have been. Yeah. Kilobytes, 100 kilobytes. 100 meg would have been really megabytes good. Megabytes would be great. But no, it was like terrible. So check your upload speed. Check it on a regular basis and try to use something that may not always be associated with your provider. Yeah. So, yeah, this is... Uh, number one, people say, oh, it's buffering or I'm having problems with the, my stream. It's nine times out of 10. Well, I don't know. Seven times out of 10 is the upload speed. And the other 30% of the time is one of the other things we're going to go through. So, yeah. 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 And it's really eye-opening. And we get it all the time. No, I pay for 30 megabits up. So I get 30 megabits up. And I'm like, well, let's humor me. And like, wow, you've got 300 kilobits up right now. <laughs> Why is that? I'm paying. Well, I'm calling my ISP guys. So, 
Yeah. Well, and and there's and you know there are reasons which again we've gone into, but if you have open Wi-Fi, if people are you know walking into your building and they're connecting with their devices to your internet, it's going to change your internet. It's good. I call it internet atrophy. Uh, nobody in the internet, no, none, no providers have ever used that term. I've coined it. I should trademark it, but it's it's internet atrophy. Your internet shrinks. It's when people are on it. And even people in your neighborhood, I mean, depending on the situation, they, you could have people, your neighbors could, could affect your Internet. So it's not as stable as you might think it is. All right. All right. We're going to have to pick up the pace here. Huh? here. Yep, we got to get moving. All right. So speaking of Internet, uh, we'd encourage you if you can connect your stream with Ethernet cable, if possible, that would be ideal. Yes, you can use Wi-Fi. We have a lot of customers that use Wi-Fi. I'm streaming this right now with Wi-Fi, with Skype, and but we have problems sometimes. And sometimes Wi-Fi can be problematic depending on where your router is and your modem and all that stuff is. Uh, so if you're able to use Ethernet to connect, that's 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 ideal if possible. All right. And then number four on the list is limiting ongoing tasks on the computer. Yeah. A lot of times we'll get, as I mentioned, 70% of the time it's it's internet problems and then 29% right. of the time it's uh, your CPUs yeah. you know like oh the CPUs at 100% and uh, you know so you want to make that job that your encoding computers doing uh, easier by having it just do that job rather than having to I don't know track attendance or or display. some people yeah, some, some people, yes, presentation stuff. Some people will use that, and sometimes they can get away with it, but sometimes you can't. And again, as you pointed out, Windows just eventually breaks down over time, and your processor collects all this stuff, and next thing you know, it's just overwhelmed, and it's running 100%, and now we don't know why we can't stream. So, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, limit the tasks as much as possible. If you can set aside, a, if you're using software to stream with an encoder, if you can ideally set that computer aside to just do streaming video, then your world will be a lot happier. All right, number five, disable under other connections. Yeah, I kind of threw this in here. I mean, uh, again, this kind of gets back to if, you, if you're able to not allow people on your Wi-Fi, because even if you've got Ethernet, if you're on the same network, uh, and some people are using your Ethernet, it's going to affect, or some people are using your Wi-Fi, I should say, it's going to affect you even if you're using Ethernet. So if you can disable some certain connections during a period of time while you're streaming, uh, you know, if you can do some things to, to, to keep other people off your network, uh, right. ideally, we have a lot of churches, well, not a lot, we have some that I know of that have a separate network that they use for streaming. Right, and the, the, the key to to that is a lot of people say, well, I've got a separate network. Well, if you're going through the same ISP, you don't have a separate network. That's true. So if you need, in order to truly have a separate network for set of people and another set of people going out, you've got to have two ISPs or two ISPs, you know, different ISPs. We, we actually did that at our church for a while. We had a cable ISP and a DSL ISP and they, and they would not, you know, interfere with each other. But if I have a separate network, but they all go through the same modem going out on the internet. You don't have a separate network. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah, I remember that. So uh, let's talk a little bit about video quality versus stream quality. There are actually some differences here. So when we're talking about improving your streaming video experience uh, today, 
sometimes you might need to change the video quality in order to have better stream quality. It sounds like a dichotomy. Is that the word I'm looking so for? Let's uh, clarify what is video quality versus. So video quality. quality, you could, you know, you can 1080p, you know, that's pixels, you know, or if you want to go higher quality, you know, you can even go higher than 1080p these days. So your video quality uh, is, is, you know, what people see on pure video, what you're looking at. But then you're going to take that and you're going to stream it through the Internet. And that's where things can get a little goofy sometimes, because if your if your resolution's really high, and your you know you've got to have the bit rate to back that to back that up, uh, and if you don't have that set up right, and if you've got problems with your service provider or other people on the other end can't get what you're streaming because you're streaming at such a high quality, uh, it's going to create problems for people, dropouts and buffering. Right. So Are you with me? in order, yeah, so there's there's video quality, which you're talking about, which is resolution, which is, you know, yes. the 4K and the HD and the 1080p. Right. And then stream quality is kind of the combination of what resolution at what bit rate are you sending that resolution, which is going to result in, and you already mentioned it, is, you know, the higher the video quality, the higher the bit rate yeah. is necessary to push that because it's just more data. Right. So, Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of I always liken it to the old days of the carburation, you know, that you and I can relate to this, you know, if you're if you if you want to go faster, you're going to have to give it more gas, <laughs> it's going to take more gas, it's going to use more gas to go faster in your car. Well, I mean, in some ways, that's true. If you have a really high video uh, resolution, you, you're going to have to up the bit rate to, to fuel that because otherwise you'll get what's called pixelation. And that's where you get these little squares that keep popping up in your video and and people, you know, are kind of jumping around. They look like they're robots sometimes. So, so it, I just want to say this too: that most people, honestly, the majority of people watching streaming video today are watching it on this device. Uh, and if you're watching on on, uh, if you just have audio, you don't know what I'm holding up. But I'm holding up a, a mobile phone, uh, and they're not watching it on my phone because my phone's archaic. But uh, most people are watching on mobile devices. Most, and most of the mobile devices don't have huge 46 inch screens, you know, because otherwise they wouldn't be mobile, right? right? So you don't have to have this huge, oh, we gotta do this, you know, uh, make it look, you know, 4K, you don't have to do that. You can get away with a lower resolution and it still looks fine on, well, It know, would be, yeah, devices. I would challenge anyone to say, you know, you could throw a bunch of screens in front of them and say, which one is at 480p and which one is at 4K on the phone? You know, because right. on the phone, you just can't tell the difference. It's kind of like, um, you know, pe people want to, they gravitate to, you know, the, the current trend is 4K. So let's, you know, I want to send 4K. It's kind of like uh, my son's uh, roommate was talking about, I've got to have Dan and water. And it's better than the Avion water. And then, which is so much better than the tap water. And so he did all these tests where he's, he just took the same, you know, different water and put it exact same temperature, exact same container. And they had no idea what they were drinking, even tap yeah. water. It's like the but, Pepsi test, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the quality, you may go, oh, that's 4K, but you know, yeah. you're, you can't tell on a cell, on a, on a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think so. And, and, uh, uh, I kind of, I, I had a, 
mention something or not, I lost my train of thought because I'm getting old. But, uh, you know, unless you're streaming on flat screen TVs, you know, and there's and some churches are doing something like that. They are, you know, they're streaming to huge TVs. And yeah, you definitely want to. You definitely notice on a big screen. Yeah, you're going to notice it on a big screen TV. But all right. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on here for the sake of time, which kind of ties into the next point, And that is uh, when you want to talk about streaming quality, you you may need to adjust your video bit rate. So this is what's on the encoder. And uh, there's actually uh, some recommendations out there on the internet that, you know, you got to stream six, uh, six megabytes per second for 1080p or something. And, and I would just strongly disagree with that unless you're doing maybe something on a flat screen TV. So I would, you know, one of the things, again, that's going to improve your stream and people are able to watch it without buffering and stuff is making sure you find that bit rate that, that works, that there's a good balance there where you're happy with the picture, uh, but people can still see it. We have adaptive bit rate, which is a whole other subject we won't get into. But uh, if you stream a really high bit rate, for, it's not only hard on your internet where you're at, which we've been talking about, your, you know, what your upload speed is, but other people... Uh, can have a problem getting it as well. They can have a problem right. digesting your stream, yeah. so to speak. Adjust the bit rate. There's definitely a sweet spot. So you got to take into effect not only what you can do, but what people can consume. And just like you said, people are going to be on different networks, on different devices, and you want to make the most people really happy. So if you're saying, well, I'm a purist and I'm going to just send 4K and I don't care if you don't have the right equipment, you can't watch it at all. You know, you're going to be missing out. So there's there is a sweet spot that's going to be really high quality and look really good and work everywhere on all the devices. Yeah. And and we do have features like adaptive bitrate, which we can get into, which which maybe could help you if you're you know, if you're uh, if you want to stream a high quality stream and a medium quality stream and a low quality, we, we could work with you. Transcoding is another thing which is actually more expensive, but there's ways around that. But for what you're saying is true, Steve, and that is, you know, let's find the sweet spot. Let's find what, what we are comfortable with and, and we may have to make some adjustments. Uh, speaking of adjustments on your encoder, uh, change your frames per second. So what's called FPS frames per second is also something that can help your video, help when you're streaming. Um, we recommend around 30 frames per second. Uh, 29.97 is one that's very common. Some people like to use 60 frames per second, but the higher you go with your frames per second, and I'm talking here on your live encoder, your setting on your live encoder, the higher you go, it's going to take more processing power to, to right. do that. And yeah. you may have a problem there with your computer. Yeah. And if yeah. you're... If you're broadcasting, you know, a, an F, a Formula One race, um, probably want to go 60 frames per second or maybe even a basketball game where there's just a ton of movement. Right. But if you're doing a church service where um, there's a, you know, typically a pastor just speaking and he's not running and jumping and slam dunking and switching the background and all that stuff, 30 frames per second is great. It's you will yeah. it'll be perfect for you and you you can get away with you know more people are going to be able to view it and lower bandwidth requirements and that sort of thing so yeah we recommend for doing church services 30 frames per second if you're gonna you know fast moving uh things then uh you're gonna you're gonna be a different different uh arena yeah 
You're probably not, yeah, unless you're doing relay races or something. Uh, all right, so uh, we'll spend a couple minutes here while we wrap up on, on the last couple points here. Uh, and that is, again, if you want to have a good streaming experience for everybody, uh, look at your CPU on your computer, uh, your processor. Uh, you might want to beef that up uh, so that you don't have problems. Uh, you might want to look at your graphics card, uh, look at your video capture card or your video capture device. Uh, we're probably going to put this on our blog at streamingchurch.tv, so we won't spend a lot of time on this. But there are some things that you can do on your actual computer if you're if you have a live encoder that you stream with on your computer. Remember at the at the top of this podcast, I mentioned there's also hardware encoders which wouldn't really be involved with your computer. But if you're using software, there are some recommendations for the, the, the amount of CPU you should have, what you have, the video cards you should have, even the video capture devices. Uh, I don't know if we want to get into all this stuff specifically, but we can, but it's it's, it's some stuff that you might want to look at and uh, you, you could get away with a little less depending on what you're doing. Right, exactly. And there's yeah. some minimums, but for the most part, you know, you're gonna, most computers are gonna be able to stream and encode and send a signal out so yeah. but you do want to be aware and all the encoders will tell you um you know what the cpu level for the total computer is while you're encoding yeah. and you you want to keep that you know below 80 yeah. percent because you're just asking for trouble and, yeah. and what happens is the more movement you have or that sort of thing the harder this thing has to work so yeah, uh, switching cameras a lot, having lots of multiple things going on on your on your encoder, uh, you know that all adds up. And and every live encoder that I'm aware of has something that's that's total CPU. Uh, VMix has it. Total CPU is what you want to look at. You know, Wirecast has it. Different ones, even OBS. So so yeah, and we have those recommendations. If you want them, uh, you can just reach out to us. We'll give you those as well. Uh, or you can just find them. Just go to if you wanted to go to vmix.com, which is a live encoder. We like them. Uh, they they'll give you specs, which is pretty much what we recommend and go by. So the the last point that I've got on this is is and i think it's important to do this even if if you uh, are pretty comfortable with the way things are going is to do some dry runs and check your results on a regular basis so what i'm getting at here is test and uh i look i know the church realm i know the church world i've been in it for over 40 years you you've been in it for probably almost that long too steve it's there's there's this tendency to be this last minute stuff you know like oh we're gonna start at 10 o'clock we got five minutes you know try to build some margin in if you're a tech person right now or, or a senior pastor or anybody on your church leadership team of some capacity, you should recommend building some margin in so that you're, you're not, your people are not running around the last minute before a service starts. And I know that's hard, but it can be done. And so give yourself plenty of time to boot up the computers, to run some tests. If you're going to do something, Steve, you, you guys do this at your church really well. I mean, you guys have pre-service meetings, and you check things on lighting. You check things on camera angles, right? Uh, right do. before the service, uh, you don't do it well, usually a minute before. You usually do it plenty of time. So we do. Yeah. yeah, we do a run through, and so the whole service. Not the, the pastor doesn't speak for you know his his allotted time, but he does a mic check. But the worship band runs through every song. So yeah, there's a yeah there's a whole run through that we're. We're trying, you know, testing, making sure everything's the mix is right, then the stream is working, and cameras are still working, and all that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe doing every song might seem a little extreme to some people, but at least do some of this, at least do some audio checks and and do something do it for a song, at least one, you know, at the bare minimum and make sure the lighting's right. Make sure gets, you know, in these movies, they have stand ins. Well, get a stand in if your pastor can't stand on the platform because he or she is getting ready. Get somebody that's similar size and. Have them stand, you know. Make sure the video, the shots are good, the lighting is good, and and then you know with your with your streaming, you know, t- check it out, and and maybe during the week if you're able to do that as well, uh, check some. If you want to tweak something, which is you know we're always tweaking things, at least you should be, you know, make sure when you tweak something that it works after you've tried it, after you've set the, after you've changed the setting, <laughs> you know, make sure it's going to connect and it's going to come off the way you like it to do, and. Uh, this this is at the end of our list here today, but it's one of the most important things you can do. Exactly. All right. Well, this is good. We've We're equipped done. our people. To we've done that. Better done quality streaming. Yeah, we've done this before and we'll do it again, no doubt. So if you have questions about this, those of you listening, and we appreciate your time today, uh, please reach out to us. Uh, just uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. Uh, or you just go to our website, streamingchurch.tv, and you can chat with us during our business hours here in Arizona, or leave us an email or a message, and we'll help you any way we can. That's what we do. We do what we do here uh, because we love helping churches, and we we want to help uh, churches reach people and connect with their people. So, Steve, thank you so much for your time today. All right. Good to be here. All right. And I'm Phil Thompson. Uh, Mike Gray hasn't, wasn't with us today. He was out doing something on his Jeep. Uh, he'll probably be with us back next week. But uh, on behalf of all of us here at StreamingChurch.tv, the whole team here, thank you for spending some time with us. Please take care of yourself. We'll catch you again next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care. <laughs>